Blog Talk Radio. What's your problem? The show that listens to you, then talks back. What's your problem? And now, what's your problem? The show that listens to you, then talks back. With your host, Lisa Earhart. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that noise there. I really don't know what's causing that. Uh, But anyway, I'm going to be doing what I can to contact Blog Talk Radio to see if they can fix that for me. Anyway, uh, welcome to tonight's episode of What's Your Problem? Help, I need tips getting my home ready to sell. Are you in the process of preparing your home for sale or thinking about it and really not sure what to do at this point or just want some practical advice, well, this is a show for you. Um, I have been through this myself a year ago. Uh, My husband and I put our house on the market in New York, and it did sell. However, there was a lot to do to get it ready, and it really just depends on different variables. And we're going to be discussing that kind of thing. Tonight, we're just going to pause for one moment uh, for a commercial. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Do you have a business with a message on hold that's really annoying your customers or maybe the same music over and over and over again? Oh, how about freshening things up a bit with a newer, better, shinier, more informative and maybe even fun message on hold? Impress your callers today with a message that won't turn them away. Go to impressyourcallers.com and learn more. Impressyourcallers.com offers affordable messages on hold and voice prompts. Why not impress your callers today? Impressyourcallers.com will show you the way. So tonight we're going to talk about 10 tips for preparing your home for sale. I'm Lisa Earhart for TalkBox Radio, a forum where you can get advice and give advice. So I'm welcoming your calls. If you'd like to call in and share your experiences with our listeners, or you have some problems you'd like some help with, this is the place to contact. 347, I'm sorry, the number, yes, 347-989-1357. That's 347-989-1357. Ten tips for preparing your home for sale. And this information is... Uh, comes from Realtor.com, so I'd like to credit that site. They've given me permission to uh, share this information with you. And it's a really great site to explore. You don't have to pay for any of this information. If you just want to learn something about how to put your house on the market and all the myriad of things you have to consider. So 10 tips for preparing your home for sale. Most people know that putting a home up for sale requires some work. Yes, I can attest to that fact as being quite true. Like anything else, you can just count on it taking longer than you think. You should completely declutter or still make the home seem lived in. Should you do? Which should you do? 
Here are 10 tips for getting your home ready to wow potential buyers. As an experienced realtor, Tony House gives 10 things that she's noticed you can do to get a home ready for sale. One, clean up to shiny perfection and make sure your home smells clean. Now, I was given tips uh, when we were selling our house that people like the smell of baked cookies. Uh, so some people will go to that length before the house is being shown to, to bake a fresh batch of cookies. I don't know who has time to do that. <laughs> but one of the things that is very important is that, in general, you not be there as the seller. You do not want to be in your house when it's being sold because uh, it just creates a very awkward environment for people who are looking at your house who want to do so freely without having to worry what they're going to say to the realtor. The realtor also can't get an idea of what they're thinking if you as the owner are hanging around. Uh, so I don't know if you ever watch uh, Million Dollar Listing um, these are. This is a show that's actually can learn a lot from. Even if your home is not worth millions of dollars, as the properties are in Manhattan that are being sold, but there are a couple of ep episodes that are very, very funny where the um, owner is hanging around the house, um, and the the realtor is very uncomfortable when they're trying to sell the house, you know, and show it rather. Uh, so it's it's uh, yeah, it is it is not a good idea. So imagine yourself not being there when the house is going to be sold or shown, rather. So back to the 10 tips. I'm going to go over these. So we want everything to be shiny and smelling clean. Why is that? Because it makes people feel comfortable and feel like your home is well cared for. If you walk into a place and it doesn't smell good, you know, it's going to set off uh, a bad feeling right away. And you do not want that to happen. You've got to be very honest with yourself. Um, we had carpets we needed to clean. And there was one because we have, you know, dogs and the pet hair and the smell gets into the carpet. No matter what you do, if you haven't had carpets for a while. Um, so we eventually had to just rip out one of the carpets from one of the rooms. It was wall-to-wall -wall and have a new one put in. And I think that that really helped to sell our house to little things like that. They will add up. You want to set a budget for what you're going to spend. There are going to be unexpected expenses as well as you're doing this. But for a minimal investment, you're going to see a big return. Okay, so moving on to the next step. No clutter. This is very important. No clutter on the floors, even the floors of the closet. Clutter will make a room appear to be smaller than it actually is. Also, what does clutter say? Clutter says, you know, this house is not taken care of there. You know, the, I want to walk into a place I'm comfortable in. I can... I feel like can relax in here. You know, clutter can be very disconcerting for people and also puts across a feeling of confusion. So you want to have everything nice and clean. It, it really has to feel like a neutral space. 
for a prospective buyer. They have to imagine themselves in the place themselves. So if you've got all your stuff hanging around, personal items, this is going to be a turnoff, okay? What you are doing is you're preparing your home as a showcase, uh, all right? So it's just like if you're selling your car or you're going to buy a new a new car or a used car, what do you want to see in that car? Nothing but clean. You don't want to see other people's stuff in there. You don't want to be reminded that there are other people living there. It needs to feel like it's a new house, as new as possible for these people to come into it and imagine themselves there. Okay. Next, straighten bookcases and dust between the books. Straighten closets and hang each item neatly. Something you might not think about. So basically this is about leaving no stone unturned, right? All the things, all the details. You know, you might think, oh, I don't have to dust that. What difference does it make? I have, you know, who's going to look at that stuff? Well, think again. Because when prospective buyers come into your house, they want it to be clean, everything clean. That was what one realtor told us very clearly. Everything clean, clean, clean. You have to clean like you have never cleaned before. If you are very good uh, at cleaning, then this should not be a problem. Maybe your house is already spotless. Well, then you're ahead of the game, okay? But we're talking about spotless. And we are talking about clutter-free. Of course, the easiest thing to do is move out and have the home staged. That's the ideal, okay, if you can possibly do that. But a lot of people aren't in that position where they can do that. Well, maybe you can go and take a vacation while the house is um, being shown. That may not be realistic either. It may be on the market for a little while, too. You just don't know. So you're going to have to sacrifice during this period. And if you're living in the house, during the time it's going to be shown, you're going to have to imagine that every room in your house, every closet, every nook and cranny has to be so clean and tidy, it's not funny. And you have to... Take all your personal items out of the way so people can come in there feeling like this is going to be their place, not yours. Okay. Next, organize your pantry. Line or clean the shelves and straighten the laundry room. Again, it's the same thing. Everything clean. Why clean the shelves? Why do you think? Because people open up the shelves. That's another reason they don't want you hanging around because they want the freedom to open up your closets. Yes, this is a little disconcerting. Is it? <laughs> open up the closets, open up the pantry, look in everything. And if you're uncomfortable with this concept, well, you know, there's something called detachment that they talk about as something you have to start to cultivate. I don't know. We had the luxury of being able to totally vacate the premises, move out before our house was shown. And that really helped emotionally uh, because it's not easy to have people coming in and out of your personal space, right? If you're, Especially if you're in it. I'm telling you, if there's any way you can move out and ideally stage your home, 
uh, to put in some things so it can give a sense of what the space can be used for because I've been told many times that a lot of prospective buyers lack imagination. They have no idea how much stuff they could fit in a room, what's it look like, where's the bed supposed to go, where do you put a couch. And if you set up some furniture, um, it can really help, especially with the photographs too. Anyway, that's another subject. The next item on our 10 tip list, make sure you have a good choice of paint colors throughout your home. This is very important. Now here she says, do not paint your home white on all walls. It will give your home an institutional look. A blend of whites, beiges, tans, grays, is what the eyes of buyers prefer. Now, I agree with that, but I will tell you, that people may argue about this. People like painters. We ended up having to have our house repainted. Yes, we spent $5,000 on this paint job for a rather small house, like 1,200 plus square feet. Okay, a small home, $5,000. And it was not fun dealing with the painters. Okay, we can discuss that further in another episode I may have touched on that on a previous episode, but, you know, that's another whole other thing, dealing with contractors, okay? So you might want to paint yourself. You have to be able to be, you know, realistic. How much time do you have to do that? And time is money. You want to get that house ready as soon as possible. If you can't possibly do this yourself, you're going to have to hire someone to do this for you, okay? so. It is so much fun getting ready to have your house painted. I am not, you know, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna help you with that one in another episode. We'll discuss preparing your house for painters. <laughs> anyway, so I was told by painters, oh, everybody wants the walls white now. White everything. White doors, white, white. I was like, no. I'm not going to live in a space with white paint. You know, I can't bear that. That's just me. So I don't know what's going on out there that this is what's being done or was being done last year. But this article clearly states from Realtor.com, written by Tony House, a realtor, uh, that all white will give your home an institutional look. And what is that? That's very cold. So you want to give it some warmth and softness. So, and But she is suggesting light colors. Okay, keep it light because color is light and you want, and people are looking for a, a well-lit house or they want, they want a sense of light coming into the home. The darker you paint your walls, it's going to appear darker in there, right? So that's, that's a thumbs down. Plus, somebody might be more likely to think, I'm going to take this house with the lighter colors because even though I might change the colors, it's going to be a lot easier to change a lighter color wall and paint over that than if it's a dark color, like dark gray, for example. You know, it's going to take more than one coat of paint. It's going to be expensive. You know, people are uh, calculating this as they're looking at your house and thinking about what they might want to change. 
I have been told time and time again, when somebody gets into your house, they're going to change everything anyway. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't make your house pristine, clean, clutter-free, dust-free. This is very demanding, okay? But you got to do it. If you want the people coming into your home to feel comfortable and picture themselves living there, okay, very important. Okay, next tip. Do not remove your framed photos. This is what she says. I kind of think that this is a subjective point because if in looking at homes for sale, I mean, I don't know that it's a make or break it thing, but along with this idea that you want to picture yourself living in the home, why do you want to look at other people's personal photos for? What happens if it's a photo and you don't like the photo, then you have a negative association. I am going to edit this and suggest you you do not put out your personal pictures. As I say, some people will disagree. Our realtor was suggesting, oh, yeah, sure, just put out some. This is when we were contemplating still being there while the house was shown. Okay, yeah, sure, you can put out some personal pictures. Why not? you got to ask yourself, do you want strangers, because this is who they are coming in and out of your house, do you want strangers looking at your personal pictures? I'm going to say no. Anyway, so she says about the pictures, this is her point of view, leave them on the bookcase and tables as it gives a cozy family feeling. Well, I would say if you want to put out some pictures, don't put out the family photos, because, again, if we want to project uh, an environment where people can picture themselves living there, make the photographs maybe just something scenic, uh, you know, pictures of the ocean or something neutral, you know, something that is generic, uh, pictures of some flowers maybe, something like that. Don't get all into pictures of specific hobbies, that that person may not relate to and they look at it like, oh no, there's another person who's living here because they got pictures of cars everywhere. Nothing gets pictures of cars, I'm just saying. Or maybe a seam of photos of a certain car or, you know, maybe it's a car collector and that person has all these pictures of these this particular kind of car. Bad idea, really bad idea. Because if you're a prospective buyer and you don't happen to be interested in collecting that particular kind of car or any car, you're not going to want to see collections of cars in photos when you walk into a house you're looking at. So be think that one through very, very carefully. Okay, the and um, I'm just continuing reading point six. Uh so she's talking about if you're taking the pictures down, put putty and paint the nail holes and the walls. Okay, again, it's all details. Everything clean and everything painted. So you don't want to have rough edges. I'm going to tell you something that happened. We looked at a house for sale in our neighborhood just to get a feel of uh, how people were presenting their properties. You know, it was an open house. And it was uh, a beautiful house, beautiful. And selling for more than ours was larger than ours. 
And these people had very nice furniture in their house, but I remember very, very well. In the kitchen. I mean, everything's looking great, but in the kitchen, there was something broken underneath, I don't know what it was, uh, um, near the sink. It was like near the floor. There was something, it was very visible to the eye. There was something, I think also the stove top was broken, the glass stove top. And I said to the realtor, I said, what? This is not sending a very good message. You know, the whole, the rest of the house is looking great. The property, the grounds are looking great. Why are they not fixing these other little details? And he said he didn't understand it either. I mean, it's what the message that it sends is if you do not fix everything, the message that it sends is one, we are not taking care of our property. And if we're not taking care of our property, then you don't know what's wrong maybe with it. There may be other things wrong too. We cannot afford to fix the little things. Therefore, we are desperate and we will sell the house for less than, way less than we're listing it. Okay, so you don't want to send those messages that that you're unable to fix these little things. Also, just it doesn't, it's not congruous. It doesn't make sense. It's confusing to see this beautiful house and then few things in the key area and that's the kitchen you know that aren't fixed that are that could be fixed that aren't okay so you buy another stove with a glass top we got a stove with a that's another story we we the top the glass top on our stove broke and what we did was we bought a stove it was actually second hand uh but it was it looked very very good and we did not use that stove at all from the point where we purchased it to the point that we moved out and that was i'm going to say about 2 months we didn't we didn't because we didn't want to break it that was the main reason we didn't want to break it we didn't just you know we went through enough we're just going to leave the stove unused. We're not we're not using the microwave. We're just going to just have everything working. You know, if I, if we use the microwave, it breaks. Then we're going to have to spend seven hundred and fifty dollars or whatever we paid for that microwave. It was built-in microwave, so we're not touching that microwave and we're not touching the stove. So what did we do? We got a smaller microwave and we used that just for us. It was plenty big. We took that with us into the new home. So now some people may say this is way too extreme. I'm not. I I need to use my stove. I need. Well, I would say if you don't have a glass top, you're fine. You know. But if you have a glass top and it's sitting right below your your microwave oven, there's always a chance something falls down and breaks breaks that top. That's what happened to me. It was like a freak accident. This plate, I, I took this plate out of the microwave. It was so hot. I, I just, you know, just responded by letting it go. It falls on the stovetop in just a certain way. I'm not talking about a, a big, heavy plate either. It was just a regular, like a dinner-sized plate. I don't even think it had that much stuff on it. And it broke 
the top, the glass top in several ways. I tried to fix the glass top. No way. You know, so there, there, and I couldn't buy a new glass top without having to buy a whole new stove. So that's my little story there about the glass top. But that, those were the lengths that we went to keep our kitchen intact um, to help the sale. And I think it was a good idea. Moving on to item number seven. Aha, uh-huh, toys. All right. Here she says, leave some of your children's favorites out along with their books. Hmm. Okay, so here, this is giving the feeling of a family home to have the toys there. Um, of course, make the, the beds every day. You have to make every bed, and you know what? It's got to look like a hotel, right? Think about it. You're going to a hotel to stay. Yes, this is a very good example. What do you want to see in your hotel room? What do you want to see in the lobby? You know, have you ever seen Hotel Impossible? You need to see that show if you haven't. And if you have, watch it again. Because the points that he makes are all about the same thing. It's the first impression, people's level of comfortability, um, everything clean. You know how he goes into the the rooms and he checks for dirt and he you know he does all kinds of funny things. Um, so that's what I'm talking about. So when you go into a hotel room, what do you want? You want clean. You want neutral type of pictures on the wall. You want you want a clean, spotless bathroom. Okay, if you go into the bathroom and there's you know. Any dirt, anywhere, this sets off a red flag, as it should, you know, in your mind. Well, this is not a clean place. I don't feel comfortable here. What's more, I'm spending all this money to stay in a hotel room, and I expect it. I need it to be completely clean, because otherwise, I don't know. You know, I just, I'm not comfortable. Never mind otherwise. I'm not comfortable. Point eight, bathrooms. This is huge. Now, I'm going to tell you what I learned is that the bathroom and the kitchen are the most important rooms of the house. Before that, it's the curb appeal. Okay, the curb appeal. What do people see first before they come into your house? Very important. I'm going to talk about, in another episode, curb appeal in a little more detail. But I will tell you, if the first impression of your house from outside is not good, this sets the feeling for the rest of the tour of your property. I have read and I have heard from realtors that people cannot get past that first impression. You need to... Work on that curb appeal if you haven't already and you think it's not important. Do some research. You'll see this is true. Curb appeal is everything for the first impression. And what is curb appeal? How does the house appear from outside? How is the landscaping? Is there any landscaping that would be plants, grass, Anything like that? How clean is the house from the outside? Are there is there anything broken that needs to be fixed? Um, I also have read that a brand new mailbox 
can make a huge difference. So if you've been using the same mailbox over and over again, rusty, dirty, just get a new one. They are not that expensive. And for the the small investment you're going to be making to put to make these small changes, such as a new mailbox, it pays off big. Because again, it gives that impression to the prospective buyer that your house is well taken care of and they can picture themselves moving in. If they're coming to a house that has a broken down mailbox, they're thinking, I'm not, I, I'm not moving in here. I don't want a broken down mailbox. Or, you know, I mean, it, it, it's more, it's more like I can't imagine myself living in a place with broken down mailbox or, you know, this is, this porch is dirty and look at that garbage over them. And I, I'm getting uncomfortable just, talking about this, thinking about, you know, leaving garbage out, um, that kind of thing. If it, anything in view like that, it's you want to have it clean and pristine. Now, you may already live like that. And as I say, if you do and everything is spotless, nothing broken, you already have, you are so ahead of the game, I'm telling you. Now you can focus on other things of which there are many okay so but we will discuss that in upcoming podcasts all right so item number eight okay bathrooms this is huge they have to be spotless no toys in bathtubs or towels on the floor clean and smelling fresh toilets no rings so, you know, we're talking house beautiful here. We're talking you have to clean every single day. You got to get ready. If to, and and by the way, showings can happen as I've been told by our realtor any time of the day. So they can they can you can say, "No, we don't want anybody coming after thus and such hours." But you limit yourself. You know, if you say, well, no one on Saturday, no one on you can say no one at nine o'clock at night, you know, but you never know. You might have your buyer at nine o'clock at night coming by. So you've got to be flexible. You have to imagine what is the point of all this? Now, you don't want to you don't want to stretch yourself unduly. Right. You've got to take care of your health, your emotional health, your mental health, everything, your physical health. So. If it's just too taxing for you to be completely flexible to any hour someone may be coming by, you set your limits accordingly to what you can handle, of course. All right, so anyway, so the bathrooms, though, constantly cleaning. And if you've got kids, hey, guess what? They can help with this. You can ask, ask them to help you and say, anyone who's using the bathroom has got to clean up after themselves completely and thoroughly and if they don't really get that you know you can you can give them some reward for job well done right so that that may be motivation but yes it's a whole it's a it's a big job and it's got to be done though it's got to be done this is why i kept saying though at the beginning if you can just move out before the house is sold that's that, of course, is the less stressful option. Definitely, by far. Okay, point number nine. Yard. For some reason, homes having yellow 
or red flowers in pots or near the front porch seem to sell faster. Well, you know, spring is a a very big time for selling. So it's an easy time to have uh, plants outside. Uh, so again, um, homes having yellow or red flowers in pots or um, near the front, front porch seem to sell faster. Make sure your yard is always manicured as this may be the first thing a prospective buyer will see. I would think they're going to see that. The outside appearance is the gate of approval or disapproval. I am going to read that one more time again. The outside appearance is the gate of approval or disapproval. So, what does this mean? You're going to have to put your focus on making sure that you've got that curb appeal going and it stays that way. Okay, so you have to keep up after the grass. You cut it or you have it taken care of by a lawn service, but it is a absolute must. And if you're moving out while the house is being shown, you have to set up for the lawn service to be there and take care of this lawn. Okay, so because it is so vital. Just think about it. If you were going to look at a house and the, everything's overgrown in front, are you in a what kind of impression is this giving you? The impression is these people don't take care of their property. These people, you know, if they Isn't it time to stand out from the rest? Are you looking to have a commercial or online promotional message produced that puts your company's product or service in the very best light? MyVoiceOverService.com by your host, Lisa Earhart, offers you state-of-the-art commercials, online promos, corporate videos, messages on hold, and much more. Visit MyVoiceOverService.com. That's MyVoiceOverService.com. VoiceOvers your way. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Do you have a business with a message on hold that's really annoying your customers or maybe the same music over and over and over again? Oh, how about freshening things up a bit with a newer, better, shinier, more informative and maybe even fun message on hold? Impress your callers today with a message that won't turn them away. Go to impressyourcallers.com and learn more. Impressyourcallers.com offers affordable messages on hold and voice prompts. Why not impress your callers today? Impressyourcallers.com will show you the way. This has been What's Your Problem? Thanks for listening and talking back.